0: You're listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio.
1: Hey, everybody, happy Saturday, and welcome back to yet another episode of the AntsMarching.org podcast. I am your host, Matt, and with me are Jake and Joe. Joe, I know we're doing this on a Saturday, so we're really glad to, you know, jump in on your busy schedules. How are you today? <laughs>
2: I'm doing good. How
1: are you? I'm all right, thanks. I'm. I'm doing all right. Yeah, I'm just drinking my beer here. Jake, how are you? Uh, You know me. I'm always tired because I'm old. But other than that, I'm fine. Thank you. Caught you off guard on your nap day.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, usually for I would already be in bed on a Saturday at at, you know seven Eastern time because you know you eat dinner around three thirty when you're
2: this old.
1: The early bird, right? Yeah, absolutely. At Del Boca Vista at Perkins.
2: <laughs> we we used to have to make the old jokes. Now Jake does them for us. I like this.
1: Absolutely. He's learning. He's learning. Well, uh, with that, Jake, what, what are you uh, consuming? Uh, what's your adult beverage of choice this evening?
0: Uh, I've gone back to one I drank uh, earlier uh, this year during the podcast. I'm drinking the Bowiegan's Bow 9, which is a citrus pale ale located in, in sunny Castleberry, Florida. It is a great little local place, and I really, really enjoy their... Citrus Pale Ale. It is quite delicious.
1: Oh, very nice. I am having, we're sticking with the local theme. I'm having a beer out of Bellingham, Washington, which is a bit north here. Uh, The brewery is called Wander Brewing, and the beer is called Wild Warehouse. Oh. Coincidence? (laughs) It is is a barrel-aged farmhouse ale, or, Jake, as you might know it as, a Saison.
0: Okay, I was going to ask. Okay, so it is a Cezanne.
1: It's yeah, 6.8% is- alcohol by volume. It is a 750-milliliter bottle. So chances are I'm drinking out of a bottle the same size as the one Joe's drinking out of.
2: How do you say that? Well, oh, you're drinking, got- Joe. Oh, I, I, Well, I mixed it up this time. Yeah, I guess, yeah, you know my trends, but I'm booking the trend. Here, I got this time. Ooh, Just uh, Ooh. sprayed myself with it. Um, phrasing <laughs> Brooklyn. It's a Brooklyn uh, dark lager. So, Brooklyn Brewery uh, got a dark lager for us.
1: You had faked me on that. He sends me a picture of a bunch of wine bottles with sale tags on them because hashtag Joe (laughs) M. (laughs) I didn't think you were going to bring this up. And then goes and and drinks a beer. So, thank you for that. Set me up and knock me down.
2: I was at the, I was at the store yesterday, and uh, there was a giant discount on a bunch of wine. So I sent Matt a picture. I bought probably six plus bottles, right up stock up for podcasts. But um, yep, I threw you for three for a loop. I got the uh, Brooklyn Brooklyn Dark Lager this time. Did you? I was
0: I was actually at Target earlier, and I saw a lady buying eleven bottles of wine, and I was like, that is just so savage. Did, I mean, did you get
1: tremendous. Did you get to the point, Joe, where you thought about? At what level you would get the best value? Like if you bought six, you get good value. But if you bought eight, maybe you get a little bit better.
2: I actually did. So I knew the store that <laughs> I was did. doing it at. They normally have these carriers. And I knew when you use the carrier, you got a discount. And I was at six. I'm like, I'm hoping at six that I get a discount. And I l- couldn't find the carriers. I walked around the store for a while trying to find these car- the carriers. And then I finally found a sign that's a discount. And But it was for 12 bottles. And so I didn't, didn't go for 12 bottles
1: next time good, good story I know. Yeah, very good well uh, <laughs> we, we, it's it, again doing these every week has been a ton of fun and we're always worried each week that we're not going to have a lot to talk about and boy this is going to be a short one and then we end up going along anyway so we're going to try to be a little bit more succinct this uh, week as, as I always say but um, first of all I wanted to uh, we all wanted to go out and thank everyone for listening because uh, this past episode was one of our most popular ever we uh, reached the number 25th most popular music podcast on iTunes. Which, yeah, which is thank ridiculous because they show the top 200. And if they show 200, how many are there? There's There must be thousands. We were the 25th most popular iTunes music podcast this week, which was just awesome. So thank you everybody for that. Uh, Periscopers, thanks for jumping on. Thank you for the likes and watching. Um, we're really excited about it. We went from I don't know, how many reviews did we have when we started this year? Like 68, 70 reviews? And we're we're up over 90 reviews, and we went from a four-and-a-half-star average to a five-star average. So we are top of the charts, and we really appreciate everybody getting on and reviewing us. We're getting more exposure, more listeners, and just having a lot more fun. So thank you very I just,
2: much. I just personally liked that we were beating Taylor Swift podcast. That just was that was the – I was like, yes, we what made it. What was that it. called? Beating like SwiftCast? Swift podcast. What is it?
1: It was called something funny, like a Swift cast.
2: Swift cast, yeah, we're beating SwiftCast, cast. Taylor Swift cast.
1: <laughs> so did like,
2: well, we? Did, did we? S- did we shake it off? Oh my, gosh. that was
0: awful. Did you see what I did there? See, there's well, a song by Taylor sense. Swift called Swift. "Shake." It. Did you see it? Did it. you get it?
2: you well, you have to tell me it during the break. Yeah. I'll explain it. But um, yeah, I guess guys, we're. Um, only two months and six days away from the very first show of the tour. It's coming Ooh. up sooner and sooner. Only two months away, which is pretty pretty sweet. I guess I wanted to pose a question to you guys. If you had guessed, I don't know if you've looked, but I'm hoping you didn't look. How many shows do you think are sold out at this point?
0: Zero away from the show. I say zero. I'm
2: zero. So there are actually two show shows show, sold out. Do you hmm. um, do you have any guess on what they are? <laughs>
0: Um, how about? Uh, I'm gonna take a chance here. How about Oklahoma City? <laughs> and wasn't well, I think that's a smaller venue? So, I'm oh, okay, yeah, I don't know if
2: you're being serious, it is. a yeah, no, yeah, smaller, being... smaller venue is a good kind of um, Syracuse. Strategy. Okay, you're yeah, going Syracuse, as as, Syracuse, and, and Oklahoma City is exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, okay, not bad. You're on the right track with going with small um, venue. Um, It's actually the New Hampshire two night stand is sold out. And in the only shows sold out at this point, New Hampshire. I
0: didn't think it was going to be both nights for that. Wow. Good for them. See, and people were going, well, how could they do that? And look, they went and sold out two nights. Good for them.
2: Yeah. Never played there before. It's the middle of the week, um, middle (laughs) of nowhere. Um, But uh, yeah, sold first shows of the tour sold out. Pretty crazy.
0: Hmm. Yeah, now, but you know, at the same time, there's there's a long way to go. So I don't think anybody needs to panic over ticket sales yet or anything like that. Um, you know, there's still going to be some some last second people buying tickets. It, it, it's nothing to completely and utterly freak out over. I
2: think. Oh no, I think it would be interesting though to if we get get this data is how many of the shows the pavilion is sold out on. That number I think is is up there. And I think it's going to be your traditional venues that you would expect. Um, we'll have to see if we can get access to that, uh, that data maybe for the next podcast. So it will be interesting to see.
1: There are still but, seats available and the lawn is back.
2: Lawn. Yes, I can believe. Yeah. <laughs> there'll always be lawn. Same with Alpine lawn. Remember back in the days when that lawn could uh, get filled and actually saw, but man, it, that would take a mission to sell out the, the Alpine Valley lawn. Oh yeah. But,
0: but some other venues um, like Atlanta, Atlanta sells out the lawn every year. Every year the lawn sold out in Atlanta, but the lawn know big. that. Yeah, there's there's usually a, a couple seats left, just some randoms, um, mm-hmm. as actual seats as far as seats go. But yeah, the, the lawn in Atlanta I think is sold out three or four years in a row.
2: Oh wow. Well, I guess maybe they when they need to see which lawns are sold out. So yeah, um, two months away, still tickets out there. Maybe not Pavilion, but there's definitely lawn. And uh, the only one sold out so far is of all places New Hampshire. I thought that was interesting.
1: Live DMB or Die
2: <laughs> Live DMB or Die.
1: That was bad. So uh we do have some news and I think Jake you're probably pretty excited to talk about this, but we do have a new DMB live release. They kind of they kind of don't get the fanfare that live tracks releases get, but um I think we're continuing off 2016 with a real strong live release uh schedule, huh?
0: Yeah, it really is. This is a show that uh, you probably have heard two songs from and didn't even realize it. Uh, both Halloween and All on the Watchtower are, are released on the recently EP. Um, that was the second kind of disc that came after Remember Two Things. The show is February 22nd, 1994 at Tracks, and this is the last official show at tracks the band went back and played some of the band went back and played in 1996 when they had a little crash party in charlottesville there was a place called the max that was next door and they played a couple songs at the max they played at the tracks but as far as shows go this is the last one so it's sort of a historical in that and um and the set list is great it kind of really gives you a snapshot into 1994 and the band is really really on fire that night it is a a great, great show. And again, with these DMB Live releases, these are downloads. In case you're kind of not familiar with how it works, you just follow the links that we have provided over at Ants on the Main page and go there and you just download the show and you can convert it over to whatever format you want to listen to. You can download the MP3s or you can buy the FLAC files, which are a little bit better.
1: Definitely go with the FLAC. Spend it, a couple extra bucks.
0: It really is. It's, it's worth it just to do. Even if you convert it yourself over to mp 3 just, just, the exactly.
1: Flack. You can't, you can't make an MP3 better quality, uh, by converting it to FLAC, but, but if you need MP3s, get the FLAC. You'll always have the lossless, you know, best quality possible.
0: Yeah. It's really, it's,
2: it's a couple dollars, guys. A couple it's bucks. Really, it's,
0: it's not that, it's not that much. And, uh, before Ants Marching, um, there's a neat little jam that way back in the taper days, um, people used to call it as the Funky Jam, although it's not really that funky, but whatever. That's, was, it was on a 90s. 1 to
1: 10, what is it on your funky meter, Jake? Uh,
0: it, it's Funkiness is not very high to me. I think it's more of around a 4. Is it a
1: Saison or a Flanders Red funkiness? It's more of a Flanders. Oh, that's thing. real funky, actually. I, really? I, fool, it, I fooled it's you. More,
0: <laughs> it's more, more of a Saison, then, in that matter. <laughs> but it's a neat little show. But you know what's also kind of cool about it is, um, as you listen to the show, it's two sets. Uh, back in the old days of two sets, when the first one was acoustic. But we talked about this before on some of their second uh, end of the first sets. They kind of ended the sets with um, some songs that kind of happened often, in case you've heard that before. They end it with True Reflections. So it's sort of neat how they kind of end that and then take a break and come back for set two. And they open set two with Ants, Minarets, Typical, Granny, Jimmy, Thing, Lover, Lay Down, Watchtower, Nancy's Halloween. So, I mean, you know, really, (laughs) second set's not that bad.
2: It's a really nice set list, man. It's got some, and all. I mean, the average song length on all of these is got to be eight minutes plus. I'm not sure. I we mean, we have that information really
1: on Tour Central. The 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 um the track times are in there.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's only two songs in the entire show that are in the four minute range, and only one song in the five minute range. Everything is and one like in the three. Oh, is there one in 3 we We've got we got help myself, uh, Jane
1: and Granny that are all under five minutes, and Billy's. Yeah. Uh, you're right, yes, Billy's. But then you've got you've got the 14 minute seek up to open the show. Um, you got an eight minute 36. You know, um, how is Billy's that short?
2: When you hurry, I guess so. I guess when you play a 15 minute long seek up opener, and you're going to follow it with tripping Billy's, I guess. Uh, you know, under five minutes is is uh, is probably ideal.
1: Twelve minute Jimmy thing. Thank God. <laughs> no, let me so ask you know. something. Now, uh, this was the last Dave Matthews Band show at Tracks, or the last show at Tracks?
0: Last Dave Matthews
2: Band okay. show at Tracks. Sorry if I
0: missed. No, that. that's all right. I just
1: wanted that's to clarify.
2: Well, last... I had a question about that too. Did what? Did anybody know it was the last show? Like, it was it was it advertised as the last show, or just they never came back?
0: They just never came back because essentially they were too big. After this show in 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 um in february is kind of when they started to do their tour that they had already had planned around the colleges um and then made their and then as they got to the end of that run is when they really started to catch on and become very famous if you just kind of look through what they toured like even starting let's just say around march or so they basically made a run through the deep south they were in um oxford mississippi were old Misses. they were in memphis chattanooga uh, made a trip to tuscaloosa which uh, i believe i was at that one um you know that was still when they were still a a college touring band but in the same time they were getting ready to make under the table and dreaming so after they made the album i mean really they were too big to play like that anymore and and they were huge especially in charlottesville There's actually a note in um, Tour Central talking about how loud the crowd was and the place was sold out because basically people knew this was it.
2: They knew they were just getting too big and it was probably a hard ticket to get. Or no, I mean, would it have sold out quick? Yeah. Oh yeah, sold out quick. I mean, right right after
0: that, the band went out um, on the road. They again, they did that that South tour. They went to Athens right after that, Um, two nights in Athens. That's how popular they were back then in in in, uh, where University of Georgia is all through the Deep South. That's just really where they made their bread and butter back then. Kind of interesting. So-
2: it's, it's it's crazy to think about these dates, you know, um, a lot of February, January dates, but, you know, you think back, college bands, that's that's prime time, you know, the summer, all the kids go home, um, you know, these, these dates are like the popular, ones, versus now, today, where, I mean, pretty much all the tour dates fall between May and, um, you know, September,
1: that, that's and, and my project to get as many shows up on the download area of Ants as possible, the early years were daunting.
2: Just because how how often they were oh, playing. Oh, just tons oh, yeah. of shows.
0: Yeah. You know, in, in fact, it's funny you mention that. When when DMB played the Ivory Tusk and Tuscaloosa in 94, the, the um, April 94 show, I'm pretty sure that was spring break. I'm, I'm almost positive. That's why I I can't remember if I went to the show or not. I think I did. Because I was, I was still sticking around college back then because, yes, I was in college way back <laughs> in 1994, which is disturbing in itself. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there comes the old jokes. Uh, I guess I, I, Here's a trivia question for you. I don't know if you know, Jake. What is the most? Yeah, C is the correct answer. Yeah. I know yes. you love the all-above answers, don't you? Those are your oh. favorite uh, trivia questions.
0: I hate that. I <laughs> swear every freaking question that pops up on Trivia Crack, it's just like, just stop. Come up with another freaking answer. All God, of the above. So but uncreative.
2: What What is the the, the most number of shows DMB has played in a single day? Have they ever gotten to the three point? I know we've there's two. Have they ever gotten to the three or more? I don't think point? they've. I
0: don't think they've ever played three. I, they've played two a few times, and then there's a few where Dave has played a, a solo show, um, and then the full band has come on. In fact, the the famous. Nine Eleven Ninety Two Dave Solo Show, which is from the Deak House um, in Charlottesville. Dave mentions during that show that uh, he's playing later on in the evening with the with the full band. So that was something that, that happened actually quite often back in the day. Just mm-hmm. we didn't really know a, a lot about him back then. Um, right. But they played um, the the Outback
2: Lodge. The whole band did um, later on that evening. And they've done some shows that were not even close to each other. If I remember in the past, I can't remember the specific example, maybe you will, where, you know, they'll play. Obviously, it happens when they do like some of the TV appearances, Letterman. You know, they'll they'll be in New York for Letterman and then they'll jump on a plane and that same day fly to, you know, D.C. or something and play a show that night where they've had, you know, kind of two somewhat kind of gigs significant distance apart on the same day.
0: I think they did that with the help me out here. Was it Live Eight, the the big thing in Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. D- didn't they play there and then play later in the evening in in a in a different
2: place? Yeah, somebody on Periscope uh, said Live Eight, so I think you are you're right on. Yeah. Nice job. This is One Republic on Periscope. Every every
0: every once in a while, <laughs> there was a show. Speaking of that, quickly. The first time the band was supposed to play in um, Jacksonville, Florida, they actually canceled the show. I was just trying to find, see if I could find it, because they ended up getting booked for Letterman that evening. So there was a show scheduled, and they ended up canceling it so they could make it to Letterman. Wow. Um, So, yeah, that's just, you know, some sort of different times. But at at the time for the band where they were, and I want to say this was 1994, um, I mean, that's huge. To, to have an opportunity for that. It may have been 1995, but whenever their first appearance on Letterman was, I'm almost positive that it was, there was a show that night and they canceled it to make sure they made it on there.
2: Hmm. That's pretty cool. I, I guess it's nice with these DMB live series that, I mean, they're available the day they announce them, right? So you can just go get them and you don't have to wait. Like we're waiting for the live, the live tracks. Exactly. Yeah. You just grab it. You could download it
0: right this second while you're listening to the podcast. Ooh
2: wait till the podcast is over yeah to start listening
0: i mean you could download it now but you don't want to, that would be
2: rude you know <laughs> tell in the background yeah i like it so um yeah
1: so dmv live really exciting new release great release and pretty good start to the year i think now that we're into march let's hope they can keep it going um so now joe's song series our dmv vote series uh it's time for that segment of this podcast and this week's was interesting. Um, we had one with 16 options. If you went to the front page of our site, you'd see a poll that basically goes, as Jake as Jake and other uh, journalists would say, below the fold, right?
0: That, very good. Wow.
1: <laughs> so 16 options. Uh, Joe, bravo for getting uh, that out on time because that had to be a lot of homework to do. Uh, so that's much appreciated. So uh, tell us about it, Joe.
2: It's not my DMB live series, and yes, the whipping. Well, kind I know of now
1: it's getting popular, so it's my DMB live series.
2: <laughs> I can only take so much whipping, so I got it out on time this time, uh, and I'm actually already ready to go for the next weeks too. So um, really early, but actually a couple of different things about this week's um, song series, you know, that are a little bit different. So yeah, we had I'll back you up, and on la- um, last week's podcast, kind of mentioned Matt and I mentioned, you know, hey, song number one, we talked about the song tour and saying, you know, we you know, I, I was at least my understanding that it was the number 1 song on the song mm-hmm. tour but Jake you mentioned that it was, you know, maybe it was at one point and then it moved to two and I guess, you know, since we got some, t- you know, t- some time I'm interested to hear more about that. Why why wasn't this number 1 cuz in, in the recordings, if you listen to them, Dave will say, "Hey, this is the first song that that we've ever done and he's like he makes a joke well first D&B song not the first song ever of any song but the first D&B song so but it seems like you might dispute that
0: well it's it's something that he has said like you said he's introduced as the first song that he completed D- dave always throws a little caveat and if you actually listen to exactly what he says the phrasing of his words kind of tells you what I think he really means, and and this goes back to something that actually happened in 1992, and at a show on 9 30 1992, Dave uh, and the band played a song that was called "Song That Jane Likes," and while Dave was uh, introducing the song. He looked out in the crowd and he happened to see uh, Mark Roebuck, who uh, you may recall is somebody that uh, we uh, did an interview with. And you can still read that. It's up in the column section from a number mm-hmm. of years ago. And Dave mentioned how um, it's not 930. I got the wrong date. It's 9-1. Sorry. I was yep. clicking on it. But anyway, 9-1. And um, Dave mentions how song that Jane likes is the first song that he ever wrote. And he wrote it with Mark and that much is true i mean that we know the song appeared on the tribe of heaven release from um from 1989 so it's a long time ago but dave wrote that song he wrote the first lyric the first verse and the third verse and mark wrote the second verse and that was the first song they completed and that was a tribe of heaven song dave actually co-wrote a couple other songs with him but as far as Completing a song all by himself without any help from, from Mark or anyone else, as far as we know, I'll Back You Up is the first song. And Mark even spoke about this in the interview, that that he had no input to the song. In fact, he had no idea that I'll Back You Up existed uh, when they had their little songwriting session in 1989. And again, just so I'm, I'm clear, that is that show, again, is September 1st, 1992, and it is available to download from antsmarching.org, so you can head over there and download it um and it's uh, about halfway through the show and and dave introduces it as i said so
2: so what do we call what do we call the first
0: um on the tour on the song tour that doesn't exist anymore and is not going to get updated we actually called song that jane likes number one um and we called i'll back you up number two as far as dave matthews band songs go
2: I think um, you have to. I think you have to because if you start distinguishing that, hey, the song that Jane likes was written by Dave and not really the band, that starts to question a lot of other songs in the history of DMB that all of a sudden, like, are not really, you can't really say they're part of the story, you know, the, the song tour anymore. So I think you have to count I, song I, that Jane likes first. I will
1: say this, though. In the database, when, a, when we tag these songs with an ID, an index number, I'll back you up as, as song ID one.
0: Correct, because that was when we first did this way back in two thousand one. Um,
2: we um, didn't know that at the time. I just
1: want to throw you a little shade. That's all.
2: But did the did the did the order that you guys were putting the songs in into the database have anything to do with anything? No. Were you, were you, okay. Uh, just, uh, probably to, to not.
0: To an extent, up to a certain number, but then after yeah. that, everything like like forty
2: one isn't song ID forty one. No, exactly. Yeah, so just because I'll back you up as song one, I don't think that maybe Joe, was the Joe. Joe, let me have this. Okay, all right, all right.
3: <laughs> <Good
1: habit. laughs> well, so um, so we had a lot of songs this week, uh, a lot of versions of I'll back you up, but we also caught a little bit of shade for this. So um, I, I we do have to pull back the curtain here because hey. You, if you want to you bumble with the bee, you might get stung sometimes, right? So, so David well, from Twitter.
2: Uh, I was going to say, not to just to, on, on that note. Is this isn't this isn't DMB family? Everything's great and uh, everything is is beautiful. Hey, we we take criticism both ways. We, we give it, we can take it. Absolutely, Crazy.
1: absolutely. So David, uh, when his handle on Twitter, and I think this is uh, relevant, at everydaydave40. So clearly, we know what his favorite album is. Ooh, is uh, "Ants Marching"? This is dumb. What's next? You guys going to compare the different versions of "Crash Into Me"? To which I said yes, eventually.
0: But, but this is this is what Dave every day Dave Forty doesn't get. This speaks to what the band is. There's 16 different versions of, of "I'll Back You Up" that we have released, and guess what? There's differences. There's 16 different versions. I mean, you might say a couple of them sound really, really close, but that speaks to what the band is. The band is a different show every single night. Every song is different. Every performance. This isn't U2 where they play the same damn set every single night and smile about it and walk back. This is totally
2: different. Yeah, Yeah,
1: Joe, what is the point
2: of the DMV vote series? Tell us again. The point of the series... Of your series, Matt, is <laughs> is to help just pick the the best version that has officially been released. Out of all the officially released versions, what is kind of across the community to take a vote, what is the best version of it? Both from sound, from you know, the performance, from did he get the lyrics right? Is it the best version of the lyrics? Blah blah blah. From there on and there forth, what is the best version?
1: So yes, we will eventually get around to Crash Into Me.
0: <gasps> I can't wait till we get to Crash Into Me. I hope it's this week. <laughs>
2: we'll have to see. I mean, yes, there are other songs that have a lot more variety in them. All right, let's. We're not kidding ourselves. You know, it's not that I'll back you up has tons of variety in it, or I'll crash into me has tons of variety. And I think maybe that's where David's coming from. But there is still variety. I mean, Every day, Dave, not Dave. Okay, sorry. Yes, yes, and not DM. Uh, Every day, Dave Forty um, on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> You know, there's there's just maybe not as much variety, but I actually found you know there was a, some good variety here, and there's clearly better versions than others. There are some that just are not that good, and I think you know, it, you know, I'll back you up. Just came with the show. It's not like you're going to not release a song that came with it. It's not a good version in some cases, but there are other versions that are good. And so, hey, if you're putting uh, if you're at a tailgate or you're putting together a mixtape or whatever, you know, people still do mixtapes, and you want to you know introduce somebody to <laughs> mixtape. Um, yeah, you like mixtapes. <laughs> um you uh if you want to introduce somebody to i'll back you up and you just kind of going to be like, geez there's 16 versions i want i wonder which one i should send them to you know kind of turn them onto this song you kind of have an idea well look this generally speaking uh I know a lot of people like this version so i'll share this one with them as opposed to sharing a version that might not be as good so that's kind of the idea And yeah maybe there's not much variation but still there's still different performances and that's this band we want we want different performances so we got a lot of votes this time around, right? we did we did we got a lot of votes, got a couple different um a lot of comments too actually, one of the comments that we were getting a lot of was that a lot of people were using i'll back you up" as wedding songs um in their weddings and um you know i've, I've really? been to a number i've been to a yeah i I've, I've been to a few weddings with and d songs and you know, them different stuff um I don't know if I've seen one with i'll back you up i guess uh, I don't know if you guys have a take. Do you think I'll back you up? Is the uh, the most popular DMB wedding song? I would say
1: it probably is. I would. I don't like it for a, for a wedding song. I don't think. No, there's, that's
0: not what it's about.
1: I, I, I that. And, well, I just don't think it's a song you can dance to either. It sounds weird, right? But I just don't think there's there's any kind of
2: uh, beat. I'm saying. not no, saying no.
1: beat, but there's no pace to it.
2: Maybe that's a good thing. Uh, let's be honest. Not maybe. everyone's a good dancer, and if you got a little song that's maybe not exactly got a specific beat to it, you can just kind of sway back and forth. Yeah. And, you know, it works. You don't have to choreograph anything for your for your wedding. I mean, another popular one that, I, that I've seen a lot is uh, You and Me. I think that's, <sighs> a, that's a pretty popular one. It's easy
1: one. to – I mean, that's a song to dance to, though. Definitely. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I know two people that have
0: used uh, DMB songs. One used Crash – which I thought was horrible. And the other used um, Lover Lay Down, actually, which I thought was kind of interesting for their first dance. One yeah. used Crash and one used nice. um, Lover Lay Down. Lover it, yeah. it is. You know, I thought that kind of worked. I mean, it, it, if people don't realize it, if people don't know the song and they hear Lover, kind of this thing in their, their mind goes, wait, what? <laughs> so that That's that's the only part that I thought was a little awkward. But to, to people that know
2: the song, I think actually Lover Lay Down It's
1: not laydown. Mistress Lay Down. <laughs> no
2: it's 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 not i i've i've heard of people i don't think i've been to an actual one but i've heard of people using say goodbye oh my god I, what I, I know it's the funniest thing but i i'm not making this up there's still a lot of love in the song but you have to understand the context of it um oh. But yeah, why so won't you they're... just use "Shake Me Like a Monkey" then? I mean, really? <laughs> and explain that in your speech. As well, why don't family.
1: they use Notorious B.I.G. effing you tonight, featuring R. Kelly? <laughs>
2: <laughs> like wasp, F like a beast. <laughs> and now the brighter group would like to come out into their song, which is. Well
1: oh, what? Who's 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 that band that had the song a few years ago that was huge? Crazy bitch, you know what I'm talking about?
2: Crazy bitch, you know what I mean? Yeah, that one. That's me. Yeah. Uh, uh,
3: yeah, I,
2: I think you get you. That was good. It's like every song that's on the radio.
1: Are we gonna go to the winner right now? Or are we gonna give We're, our thoughts? You first? Know,
0: I, I want to know Matt's thoughts on this. So,
2: well, well, hold on. Before you guys get into that, because I'm gonna I'm gonna help narrow it down for you guys. Yeah, yeah, do that. So, first of all. This song series was our actually biggest number of votes we've had yet. It was actually kind of almost a dwarf song, which is quite surprising given how many different versions. You'd figure we got 16 versions and, um, you know, it's a little bit more harder to um, decide, to vote right? On. Yeah, but we actually had the the most votes out of any. So appreciate everyone's vote on this because we actually needed them with it being so wide. We really needed to get a lot of votes to pick out the winners, and um, there actually were um, you know kind of some favorites and some some not some favorites across to it, and um, I would say the bottom three, and these bottom three out of the sixteen were actually the only three that got zero votes, and um, so those were the DMB Live, the Dave Matthews the from the Bayou four ten ninety three, ten ninety three no votes, the DMB Live uh, just DM uh, Irving Plaza three twenty six ninety four no votes, and the Live Tracks twenty four uh, Dave and Tim version, yeah, two eight ninety seven. Also, no votes. Really? Everything else had votes. So yeah, no votes for the live tracks twenty four. Dave and Tim version.
0: I like that live tracks twenty four one actually.
2: Um, yeah, it's not. It wouldn't be my pick, but um,
0: but I do like that one a lot.
2: And that that says something about the the song tour, um, the song vote, right? Is you have to pick one just because these are the bottom ones and didn't get votes. You know, doesn't mean they're the worst songs per se. They just, you know, nobody felt that they were for sure the top of uh, a favorite. So, um, you know, that kind of narrowed it down to just three, three kind of broke away from the pack. Um, there's a lot in the middle, but three broke away from the pack. And um, those three were live tracks. One from Worcester, um, 12, eight, 98. Also live tracks, Three from Hartford, eight twenty-seven, two thousand, and live tracks eight from Alpine, eight seven zero four. So it's live tracks one, three, and eight. Worcester, Hartford, and Alpine. Those are really pretty close together. Those are the top five. So I'm curious for you guys amongst those three, and maybe Matt first. Uh, what's your thoughts between those three?
1: Okay, so I listened to these three, and uh, live tracks eight to Alpine has. A harmonizing with Carter that is incredible. I mean, it, it, it. I listened to the other ones with disdain after I heard that. That I'm not even close. The that live tracks 8 at Alpine" was the best.
2: Hmm. See, I actually liked the Carter singing on live tracks one the best. Hmm. Um, it's more towards the end, but um, I yes, so liked- yeah, the I, live tracks eight is all throughout the song. Yeah, you like it. You like it throughout the song. Yeah, and I would say, you know, the live track's eight. Well, I probably, I didn't pick that one, is actually, that has just one really bad spot. It has a rough note, like Dave really struggles to hit a note and actually a little bit off timing too. At like I uh, put down at the two minute and 30 second point, you know, it's... Um, it's just a little rough. I like the piano in it, though. We're just kind of playing piano throughout, really quiet. It's not overpowering. Um, the good crowd balance, they're cheering at the right parts, and it's not overplaying the song. I really like a lot of things in Live Tracks 8, but you know, I can't give it my vote as the top pick because Dave just kind of chokes on the, the high note on that one part. So for me, it was down to Live Tracks 3 and Live Tracks 1. Um, and I really like the live tracks one with Carter singing and, and there's like an electric Tim solo at the end. But I actually really like live tracks three probably the most. It's quiet, but still hear it pretty good. Um, there's an acoustic Timmy small solo at the end. I like the acoustic better than the electric. Um, kind of like that version. Best myself. Jake, you? Oh, you know, I don't like any of those. That's, I mean, that
0: goes without saying. The One of the first ones I ever heard was something that probably got hardly any votes, and that is C – which is the Prism Coffee House four twenty two ninety three? That was um, among the first shows I ever traded for back in the tape trading days. When I spoke last week about the ten one ninety three show, I actually got four twenty two ninety three in the same trade. Um, love that show. That was one of the first ones I heard. Really fell in love with it. The other one that I'm, I'm a little surprised didn't get a little more love. Was live tracks 24, which is um, I'm sorry, live tracks 21, which is choice F. That is the um show from 1995 in San Diego. That's Dave and Stefan on I'll Back You Up. I really, really, really like that one. Yeah, that's pretty um, cool. Having Dave and Stefan, it, it's just it just sounds so unique.
2: Um, I thought the other unique I'm, one was the Academy one, the DMB Live Four Five Ninety Five. It's all acoustic. You know, Carter's playing just some of the percussion instruments. You know, a little bit different version. You know, yeah, uh, but what that didn't... would probably be my my bronze
0: um, vote for that one. But I, I think I would probably have to play favorite to be a little nostalgic and actually go with with choice c which is the dmb live dave and tim from the prism coffee house yeah and and really i i think that's not fair because i really do adore live tracks 21
1: but one quick side note that april 1995 run was a real solid month for the band yeah i mean that 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 was was where the first 40 came out that was like the first 41 just outstanding stuff
0: i mean that's that tells you right there there's Back-to-back shows that have been released officially from the from the uh, band as DMB live shows four five the Academy show and, and four seven which is the first forty one <laughs>
2: that tells you how good the shows were back then oh yeah oh yeah we so- got we got a couple people that were given some input using the hashtag DMB vote gave some thoughts um, actually RHB two two oh eight on Instagram used the um, warehouse uh, eight version one from Cincinnati Ohio version for his wedding um so congrats on the uh, oh, the wedding nice. version um, that's a good version too and jeremy uh Schiffett at halloween240 um said he used uh he was his favorite was actually which i think we haven't mentioned is salt lake city dave and tim version from 3399 um he, that was his favorite um he just loves the sound and thinks it's excellent he loves what tim adds so he really enjoys that and um will sinclair at sinclair will on twitter said you know Live Tracks 3, he says, is most classic, but Live Tracks 9 gets his vote. Um, you know, he likes the muted trumpet. It makes it unique, but not overpowered. You know, on Live Tracks 3, he really enjoys the bass line from 347 to 401, kind of an unparalleled from, from Strip so good soul from the song. So appreciate the comments, guys. Keep them coming. Um, that leads us to our winner for this week. And our we- winner is going to be getting so good at this i love it um the winner as we mentioned those top three that came out the winner was live tracks three ah, from hartford one oh. ah. dun, dun, dun. so it it wasn't live tracks one live tracks one was in third i or i should uh yes live tracks one was uh it was really close almost like down to just single digit votes um between live tracks eight and live tracks one very very close um where did um
0: where where did they play in live tracks one i forgot what city was it
2: (laughs) it was in uh, massachusetts what's the city again i'm sorry it's right outside it's like about an hour outside of boston
0: i i can't remember what you said before could you repeat the the word that you horribly mispronounced i'm going to make you say one more
2: time Worcester.
0: oh that's right that's right it's it's in Worcester, right it they didn't play in worcester (laughs) that day did they they didn't, I thought they were. I thought they were in Worcester. I'm sorry. Welcome to, to Worcester.
1: Dollar twenty five, please.
0: <laughs> Rewara uh, Chester, Chester.
1: Chester
0: Say Chester, Chester. Say Chester, Chester. Frenchie.
1: <laughs> hey, I wonder. You know, given that the theme of this, the MB vote and all of that, and given the parallel uh, primary season going on, the less popular one clearly versus the vote. I wonder if we'll have a convention in uh, in August September where we'll nominate the song to uh, for the party. What do you think?
0: We'll have a brokered convention. <laughs> the I'll back you up wing will go over here, and the <laughs> crash into me wing will be over here, and the. Uh, yeah, crash is so going to go third party, up. I think. Yeah, they're gonna they're they're gonna be like shake me like a monkey's so and be like, hey, just put put me in the middle. Everybody likes me. They'll be like no. <laughs>
1: Well, that's tracks awesome. So that was vo- uh, volume seven. There goes to uh, uh, live tracks one
2: mm-hmm. in Worcester. Yep. No, uh, excuse me, live tracks three. Live, live tracks, tracks three. That's right.
0: Not 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 live tracks one from Worcester.
2: That's what I said. From
1: live tracks three from Hartford.
2: Hartford. Park the car in the Hartford. That was two Hartford.
1: days before my second show ever. I saw the the next show, which was Saratoga. Um, which was awesome, by the way. too. we got minarets, which was just—I think that was the first time in five or six years they'd played minarets. So that was amazing at the Spac Show. So that—that's—that's that's my link to Hartford. There you go. Yeah.
0: yeah. You know. You know. It's just, I was just—I was just thinking. I in 1998, I was only like two
2: hours away from War Chester, and only 42 years old too. That game. Jeez. We have we have a question about that in the second second half of the podcast, so yeah. we'll have to refer back to that. All right. So volume Ooh. eight coming up now, Joe. How how did it look? So um. Big Machine, Ping Pong Balls. Last week, as you remember, we had eight misses. I will say this week we had only one miss. The first one drawn out was Virginia in the Rain. Um, very recent song.
3: <laughs> yeah. Not
2: not on any releases yet, so um, couldn't make the cut. So we'll have to wait Up that ball gets placed back into the bin, and we'll wait to see um, if it ends up having a couple releases coming out here in the future. So the pick... For this week, version eight is. Love the production. We have great production. Um, is Big Eyed Fish. Oh, yes. Big Eyed mm. Fish. If you guys had to guess, how many, how many live releases do you think Big Eyed Fish has made? Pretty classic song, or no? I don't know. Do you think it's on a lot or a little? I'd say three. I, I,
0: no, I think it's a lot more than that. I'll bet it's got to have about eight.
2: Did you know the answer? No, oh, it, is that what it Snake is? Snake Man. Is it really? It's eight, eight releases. <laughs> so, okay. This is this is
1: why he's a setlist archivist, though. I mean,
2: honestly, he's, he should get that right. He should. He's, he's required to get that right. Otherwise, we have to we can't give him his his, his uh, food for the day. So yeah, we got eight releases, some some pretty good variety from o one, o two, ten, thirteen, fifteen. So um, live tracks thirty one bonus live at Folsom, warehouse five version seven. And Warehouse 8 version 4, the Big Apple bonus, and then Live Tracks 27, 28, 29. Interesting. Those that three all really in a row had yeah. um, Big Eyed Fish on them. And then um, this most recent one, Live Tracks 36, the bonus disc that came on that has, um, you know, uh, a Big Eyed Fish also. So Joe, um, should be interesting. Can I ask you, are any of these versions from shows that the song was initially not called Big Eyed Fish? Well, the, I think yeah, the first one um from um six twenty two o one at least on the the live set list it was listed as uh fish sticks and the sticks was uh was uh, or fish stick it was Sh- s- stick. stick yeah s c h t i c k that's how it was listed before it was called uh, uh big eyed fish
0: uh, i miss those days if you went around for back in the day when the um band first started playing big eyed fish and, and that's a song that literally was played because fans demanded it. It was, it was a sound
1: knew. check leak, pretty much, right? Correct. Well,
0: by by the time April of, of 2001 rolled around, uh, Lily White Sessions yes. had already been leaked. Yes. So fans knew it and fans loved it. And it was, I mean, you could make the case that it was the most popular song off the Lily White Sessions yes. to fans at that time. It was incredibly popular and it hadn't been played yet. And fans were chanting it, chanting it, chanting it. They, uh, they teased it uh, the, for the first time, April twenty eighth, two thousand one. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Dave just went "Story of a Man" or something like that, and the place went
1: yeah. freaking insane. Yeah, I'm getting. Okay, okay. I, I'm serious. I just got chills. I mean,
2: too. I'm just gonna oh I'm man, i just going. Oh my god! And I just got like, oh yes, I love that. And then they
0: they finally played it. Um, I think they did one more tease. Yeah, they did one more tease with Dave and Boyd on five eleven um, two thousand one and then they finally played it on five fourteen two thousand one in in Albuquerque of all places. Uh, so good job out of uh, New Mexico. Actually that one was listed as Fish Monkey Man. Um, and uh, the place went absolutely apeshit.
1: I, I know um, I I know I rail on. What the versions become, but just thinking about the Lily White Sessions version, how beautiful it was all the way through, and Boyd sawing on that instead of plucking like he does now, which inexplicably just plucking, which sounds awful on that song. Just the even the end of that song, it just it it shakes you when it's done, and, and I just you know what I want to hear? I want to hear that thing as like an encore one, just like oh that'd be great, properly done. None of this bar, none of this glorified bartender intro. Enough the song. It's one of the best songs they've written from 2000 on, by far. Do
2: you, do you think it's, it's busted away from that reputation? It, it's been separated for a while now from Bartender. When, when you hear Big Eyed Fish get played, are you still worried that Bartender's next, or do you think it's bucked that trend? No, I still think Bart- do Now I don't, know
0: because Bartender's only been played Dave and Tim in, in the first set. Um, so I think now it has a little more flexibility to it but it still feels to me like an intro i i don't know if i've ever seen it not introing a song now i've seen an intro in a bartender i've seen an intro into um don't drink the water we we all saw that i think that was um that was night two in charlottesville in 2010 so it it goes into different things it even went into granny once or twice i think um so it 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 does things like that I wish it was more of a standalone um, than, a, than an intro song. Cause I do think, I still think it's a great song. It's just mm-hmm. what it was. It's, it's just not what it was,
1: but I still enjoy it. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll play a little bit of that in the uh, first break here.
0: We should do that. Um, just some names, just real quick. Um, if you go into uh, tour central, uh, go to 2001. If you actually click on the spring, summer tour, this is kind of the easiest way to do it. If you click on spring, summer tour of 2001, you can eventually, over on the right-hand side, get over to where the songs are going to be listed on, on a link over there. If you click on Big Eyed Fish, every performance from that entire um, spring-summer tour will pop up. And all the names are listed in there. Fish stick is the one we mentioned before. Roy's Bent Fish was one of them. Ah, Fish Roy's stick. Bent
1: Fish. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah.
0: Fish stick and the Drunk Monkey was from Atlanta. Um, Fish Monkey Man was one that they used for a while and kind of settled on that so um because that was sort of the order that the song went into it, it it changed from being the story of a man from the lily white sessions to the big eyed fish was the opening lyric and then it went to the mm-hmm. monkey and then it went to the man so that's where that came from
2: very a nice cool little history
1: it's still still i mean and i wasn't really around for the early to mid 90s uh ascension of the band but so for me getting to the band around 97 98 99 um Still, by far and away, the most interesting part of the band's history to this day. The Lily White Sessions.
0: I, I agree. It's just fascinating how everything just unfolded and And we shook actually,
2: out. Uh, this week, um, on, on part of our DMV Archive series that's going out to the social media, we um, released uh, pictures from one of DMV's studios, The Haunted Hollow. Um, and you got to see some pictures from inside of there and there's a link to our site where you can see more pictures of DMB's Virginia studio that they built and used to record uh, songs. Very good point. Haunted Definitely Hollow not there. the
0: Haunted Hollow it's not oh, a hollow that's haunted it's Haunted Hollow
2: Alright, it's not like the Ohio State University No, thank goodness Correct. OH, I, H. I, 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 IO Thank you. You're welcome you know, all
0: right. they, they almost built a studio in in Worcester but they changed
1: their mind <laughs> <difficult to> <laughs> oh all right we're gonna cut it off right there be these two you know kill each other over here but we're gonna take a quick break enjoy the uh, lily white cut of big-eyed fish that we're gonna be playing here in the break we'll let it go for quite a bit here we'll come back and we'll wrap up with uh, a good amount of listener questions so stick right there we will no be right back
3: how his friends begged, but he would not concede and now You see, cause everybody knows you got to breathe. But oh God, under the weight of life, things seem brighter on the other side. Lighter on the other side. Another one, see this monkey sitting in his tree. One day, decided to climb down a off to the city. Look at him now, tired and drunk, living in the street, as good as dead. You see, a monkey should know, stay up your tree. But oh God, side How he dreamed it wants to be a bird Swooping, diving through the breeze One day, count a big blue wave Up onto the beach Now he's dead You see, a fish's dream should stay in the sea but no
1: everybody, welcome back to the second segment of episode 61 of the AntsMarching.org podcast. I uh, hope you enjoyed that big-eyed fish there. That really is, uh, man, never gets old. 16 years out now, never gets old. Um, yeah, so we're going to go right into listener questions here. We've got a bunch. Again, thank you, everyone. Throughout the week... Tweet us at ants marching uh, with that with the hashtag ants podcast. We will chances are we will get to your question. So thank you very much for your participation and the involvement. It's a lot of fun. So uh, we're, let's get started here. Right off the rip, Mark Gets uh, Larry Boa thirty four asks uh, <laughs> Jake. This is one's at you. I'm listening to an old podcast and I heard you're from Connecticut and then moved out. Best thing you've ever done. Now uh... now, now is he is he complimenting you or is he saying I'm from Connecticut? Get the hell out of here! Bravo.
2: Yeah. Or is he saying being in Connecticut was the best thing or getting out of Connecticut is the best thing? Right, right. Uh, Probably a little bit of A, a little bit of B, but I was actually (laughs) born in Connecticut. Thank you very
0: much. Um, But yes, I lived in there. You know, the the good thing about when I was there, I was working at a a tiny little TV station in Bristol, Connecticut. But the good thing about being up there at that time, um, which was uh, in the um, mid to late 90s, is that was sort of like the um, heyday for – dmb being around that time so i actually saw um a show in hartford in 97 i saw both nights in 98 i was actually gone before the riots in 99 i escaped before then but just being in connecticut at that time gave me access to so many other shows um and that was that was actually really really nice of just being able to kind of get around i actually saw a show in landover maryland in 96 i saw dave and tim and in, in, in providence went to foxborough and giant stadium the both the the first two um stadium shows and saw them again in, in foxborough and giant stadium in 99 so there was a that was a good thing being up there at the time was just being able to get wherever and and it's kind of funny i can't believe i never really made it to Spac because um, really not that far from from bristol to up that way i mean it can't be more than three hours or so yeah um i i just don't think i was familiar enough with the um with that uh region really um like i said i i could have gone to that show in 90 1998 in which worcester which was live tracks one um because it's only it was only like two hours away probably a little less than that
2: but i just never not really gonna let it, not, gonna let it down, it. not gonna let it down are you
0: not gonna let it down now you that's
2: that should be the drink uh song <laughs> oh, for the show I have a bottle of Crown next to me now, so that could be Ooh. very bad. Um, right, here's a question from Chris Totten at uh, CD Totten on Twitter. says, Ant's Marching, do you expect more or less quote-unquote guests than last year? And who do you expect to pop up? Hashtag Jake. Podcast. Jake? Um, I, I, I expect at least three. Um,
0: and you know who they are, and it's going to suck. But I don't know. I not <laughs> Way to, way to I downer this podcast. Well, well, I don't see, I don't need, I don't need guests to make a DMB show good. And, and I see this a lot. There's a lot of threads on ants about favorite performance and this and that. And, and I see that there's so many of them that happen to mention guests. Oh, this person came in and did this. And I know there's a seek up from like a one or something like that, that uh, has like popper on it or something like that. And people love it. And I don't know. I don't need that. I mean, I, I like guests. I've seen some guests that have been fantastic, but I don't really need it. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not a selling point for me.
1: The the only guest that I really care to see. Um, you know, it's, sometimes you're surprised. I saw the only, uh, Modest who opened, I think, for the band in 2001. It was a Darien Lake, and he he came out for every day. He did, he opened one show, and that was it. And then he he played on every day. That was awesome, actually. Um, But I would never be able to say, oh, I hope we get Mata Shahu, right? So the only people or band or person that I really care for and hope for is Bela. Because even, you know, where you get the ladies and you get your standard songs that the ladies are going to guest on that they ruin consistently, even if Bela comes out for your standard songs, your standard banjo songs, it's still awesome. It's great. And I was in Ottawa that year in 2002 with the, uh, what was it, the 32 Minute 41 Mm-hmm. that was the 41 oh, basically yeah. the 41 wow. yep uh and I never flew before that one it was wonderful so uh, I will take Bela Fleck and the Flecktones or just Bela or whoever anytime
2: yeah I guess um our, our Ride Dog 85 on Periscopes ty- uh, typing up why we're while we're podcasting here he says Butch would Butch make an appearance you think I know we, we've talked about previously he's he's tweeted you know, he's happy to join. Just just needs phone calls ask him somebody to ask him to come join. Do you think he'll join this year?
1: No. Better no. chance, Go, Butch guesting or me guesting?
0: <laughs> Butch guesting. or or, or Sashu, <laughs> however you say it. Minus
2: Yahoo, minus Yahoo,
0: Who's by the way? He's great. He's fantastic. I think I think he's super super talented. I actually like a lot of his stuff. I don't know how to say his name to save my life. He, he's my Worcester, but he is—he he is
2: very, very good. And he's all—you know—he's clean shaven now. and does a lot of acoustic stuff. What about this one, Jake? The um, the organ player from the Away from the World. What's his name?
0: Oh, um, ah, we saw him.
2: I know. We, oh, don't we think saw we ever him in Tampa. God, exactly. What
0: was his name? Roger Smith. Roger Smith, right?
2: Which is more likely, him or, or Butch? Probably Roger. Jeez. All right. I'm just checking. My my thought on the guest is this: um, last year they advertised special guests, and you saw what we got. So if this year they're not even advertising special guests, expect even less guests than last yeah, year. Yeah, I don't expect a lot. No, I think we're not going to give very much in the in the guest. Right? That's kind
1: we're... of the same question. If you ask me, as covers, it's like yeah. it's really hard to handicap. You have no idea.
2: Yeah. You got a? Do you have a question, yes, Matt? Sure.
1: Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, J.M. Chaput, Justin M. Chaput or Chaput, sorry, Justin. Uh, Ants, where do you predict the quality/slash depth of the lyrics on the upcoming album? What upcoming album? <laughs> will fall on the BTCS dash stand up continuum, and why? So I guess I guess we're on the scale. They think so. Uh, you know, I think you're gonna you probably got more likely to stand up than to BTCS. I think we're to the point now where. They've had this backlog of songs that kind of backed certainly the first two albums for the most part and some of Before These Crowded Streets, although not not much. Um, and since then, it's been all kind of like on-demand music for these new albums. And I think he, he's, he's said so much in interviews. that He hates writing lyrics. He hates them. And, you know, they're not pathetic. They're not bad lyrics. I'm not knocking them. But we we certainly haven't seen another Dreaming Tree. Let's put it that way. Um, or pretty much anything that's come close to much... I mean, Don't Drink the Water might be one of the most socially relevant singles ever released when you think about the lyrics, right?
2: Again, uh, if you think about lyrics, I mean, it's. You, I think you have to take the most recent songs as the biggest indicator of what the lyrics are... where Dave's head is with lyrics, right? And I think you're so closer that, to
1: stand-up than BTCs. if you got to go there.
2: So Death in the High Seas and so, Virginia in the Rain, you're calling stand-up quality lyrics.
1: no. No, but I'm not calling them B T C S quality lyrics.
2: Yeah, well where? Continuum. See, but that yeah, but see, I think I don't think that's a
0: it's a fair comparison because A, there's there's not an album yet, and there's not an album coming out. So I don't know if I'm prepared to say that Death in the High Seas and Be Yourself are from the same
2: album quote unquote. Period of, of songwriting.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, but you know that's you know you could you can make the case that you know Spotlight's in the same time as, as the the rest of the stuff, and, and you know Dave hates Spotlight, so
1: I don't think you can frame it around an album. I, I think you have to just say the recent songs.
2: I agree. Yeah, to well, look at they, the recent songs. How's you know the quality going to? That's the best measure you have on what future lyrics are likely to be by.
0: Right, and 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 again, look at um away from the world. I mean, there's stuff. There's stuff that's not, before these crowded streets, worthy, and there's stuff that that's really, really, really good. doo, so, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Oh God!
1: I mean, that's, it,
3: it,
2: ugh, I don't oh, even know
1: what to say. Tongue tied. Is that so,
2: considered? Is that considered a lyric?
1: <laughs> I'm thinking of a of a needle, like a gas gauge between full BTCs and empty. Stand up, and I just think I'm below half tank
2: right now. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, I'm there too.
0: I, and you know, Death in the High Seas, I actually like a lot. Um, actually, I, I wasn't crazy about Virginia in the Rain, but lyrically, I actually think it's pretty good. So. I, it just, it's just—it's hard for me to say. Just because one song is like a close-hanger abortion, that everything that's written around it is that bad.
2: Do you have a question?
0: Sure. Do I ever? Do you have an answer? Um. Yes. This is from Dylan Brown Music, which is actually at Dylan Brown Music. Uh, ants Marching. Why doesn't Dave or the band do radio performances anymore? Seems like they haven't done that since Everyday hashtag Ants Podcast. Um. Because they don't need to. I mean, really, the, the the truth is that they didn't do any press really for um, um, away from the world. It wasn't really needed for um, big whiskey. That's sort of sort of promoted itself. I I just don't think that they need to do it and want to do it anymore. They don't. It's not
2: not there yeah i agree there's just not a not a need anymore yeah I, it'd I be think, nice that they still did but yeah
1: it, the music landscape is different right how to get the word out all that kind of thing it's, it's different
0: yeah exactly i mean you get more you probably get more play of just promoting yourself on a on a on a youtube channel or
2: or using their social media i got a question here from aaron johnson aj underscore foosball on twitter says hey ants marching what is the recommended process to get downloads onto an iPhone? Forums don't say that much. I know we have hashtag against I know we have a bunch of videos on how to download, how to convert. Um, but I don't think we take it to the step of how do you get onto a, uh, an iPhone. Matt, any thoughts on quick uh, description or maybe something we can do to help give some people some direction? Well, I think it's a great question because uh, – and, and Joe is a big uh, proponent of this too is that
1: everything is mobile. Everything's mobile nowadays. So – Yes, you can download these from your computer, but what the hell? I can't take them with me or we're not explaining how to do that. That's that's fine. It's a great question. And what I want to say is sometime within the next week or two, I'd like to say there will be a, a frequently asked questions up post uh, article up on the site that shows you how to do just that uh, short answer top of my head. You're not going to be able to do torrenting on your iPhone, right? Let's just dispel with that notion that you'll be able to do that. Let me do my best Marco Rubio impression there. <laughs> And I'll say it four times. But uh, anyway, you're still going to have to leverage your computer to download the, the, the torrent file and then use your torrent client on your computer to download the show. Fine. Um, what you can then do is convert those FLAC files to MP3s or, or M4As, which is the Apple uh, Apple codec, basically. And And then what you can do is you can leverage iTunes, right? So once you have your iPhone, you have it plugged into your computer. And you open up iTunes and you can actually take your converted files, not the flex, cause you need to convert them to an Apple compatible format first. So you'll convert them. And then the FAQ will show you some tools to do that. And then you'll drag them to your um, iPhone in your uh, iTunes app. And at, at that point you should be able to upload just like you would any other song that you've downloaded from another service. You should be able to import it basically into your iPhone at that point and play them on your phone, you know, make a playlist. So that's going to be the best way. Uh, Chances are they will never be a torrent client from your iPhone. You won't be downloading and uploading torrents from your phone. So let's move past the hope that that's going to be a possibility. You're still going to need your computer to download them, but you'll be able to convert them and move them onto the iPhone. And uh, we will do our best to get a uh, tutorial up there on the site and how to do just that. So great question, Aaron. Thank you. And
2: I guess, you know, a little bit of history there. The reason it's not that this is we get this question all the time. Um, it, the problem is is in the taping industry, it's very much frowned upon um, to convert these lossless uh, versions of the shows into MP3. Because well, the concern that the MP3 versions will be spread... Yes, it's not it's not and, frowned you know,
1: upon to do it. It's frowned upon to do it and then reshare that converted version.
2: Right. Yeah, but, the, but there just hasn't been a lot of... They don't document a lot of how to do the MP3 because, you know, kind of the thought there is... If you don't know how to do the conversion to MP3, you're, you you probably don't know the, all the taping rules, and you're probably a little bit dangerous to have an MP3 version of the show, and could pollute, you know, the the trading pool of that. Now today it's a lot different, right? And I think that's already been accepted getting mp3s is pretty much the norm even um you have the music stores itunes and such you know mp3 and removing rights on them and all that kind of stuff so hopefully we can you know do it smartly help help people get uh, music onto their phones um without um risking you know getting um bad sourced music out there yeah so uh, great question thank you great question uh, matt you got one
1: that was just one for me wasn't it or oh, maybe uh. not
2: You, I read it. You answered it. Oh, I did.
1: Okay, so um, we're gonna answer. We're probably gonna (laughs) answer this question every week, so we'll just make it real quick. So CSC at Cliveson 14 asks: Is it two sets this year? And have you heard if there will be any openers?
0: Yes. No. Yes.
2: No. <laughs> Next, Next question. Is yes, it is two sets. And they would have announced openers if there were. And they actually have a no- announced openers for Gorge. And this is a question we get. Is that like, oh, no, is Gorge not two sets? Um, you know, for those new to the Gorge, it's very standard. They'll have, uh, you know, a couple artists that make a kind of a caravan out of it. And they will uh, open up the gates much earlier than a normal show. And you get to see some of those some of that music, get to see the sunset, blah, blah, blah. But it will still be the same format as the other shows. Do you have one, Jake?
0: Uh, I
2: do. Um,
0: this is from Nate MCC at Ants Marching. Who besides Tim or Jeff will come out of the 2017 tour break with a solo project or album? Um, why mm. would Tim or Jeff have one? I mean, Jeff, I could see because he just released one a couple of years ago. I don't know if anyone will be, to be honest with you. I mean, you know. Jeff, I mean, Jeff is very uh, proficient in, in his songwriting and such, so I, I guess it's possible. But I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if no one did, to be honest with you. Really? Huh. I think, oh, I, I think, I think. Tim's,
1: a, Tim's a a good bet.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, Tim again. Tim produces just a, a ton of music and and writes some really really neat songs. He's a great show too. Oh yeah. By the way, he's just just a flat out entertaining show. If Tim I caught
1: him at the Electric Company in Utica when I still worked. There, I still lived in New York really yeah it's just it's a cool place
0: it's just fun i mean he just puts on a fun show he sings you know it's just it's not what you're expecting it's just it's just a really really good live show but yeah i, I mean i could see one of them doing it. i mean if you're talking about the uh, original four guys that are left I, I i don't know i mean there might be something stefan might do something with one of his side acts um for sure you know, that
2: I, was going to be my pick is stefan with his side acts um I think it's the problem. If you're asking who's the most likely, I think that's the most likely. All right. Do you have one, Joe? Um, yeah. Mark. at Mark. Uh, Mark. 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 From where, Jake? He's, I believe he's from Worcester. Worcester. Or that general area. Um, um, he asked, at, Mar- at marching, what songs do you guys think are better on better. the of album? Better Be- than the Scoob album. Than live hashtag ants podcast hashtag I know one of Jake's is time bomb that's a, that's actually a hashtag on there
1: hashtag cockies <laughs> cockies.
2: cockies cock the cockies Jake do you wow. have I, is is time bomb one of yours Jake I I will say
0: that time bomb did get better toward the end of its existence live but no time bomb is probably the only song that I could say. Is better in the studio than it is live. Only one. Ooh. I don't think Ooh. there's a single one better. I'm teed including, up, including Dreaming Tree. Go ahead, Matt.
1: Oh, I'm teed up. Go I, ahead. I got a lot. Oh, okay, Big Eye Fish. Right. Let's go there. Shake me like a monkey. Wait,
0: wait, wait. Big Eye Fish from Lily White Sessions. Yes. Okay. Lily White
1: well, Sessions. Good. Good question.
0: That barely counts. Big-eyed. Okay, barely
1: counts. Okay. Uh, uh, shake me like a monkey. Mm. Oh, come on. Hmm. If, if if shake me live is the album version people don't hate it
0: no people don't like shake me because it's played incessantly I think that has a lot to do with it That's a and thing. let's I mean let's be honest you can't lick somebody from your back to your belly every single day <laughs> I, <mean, laughs> you know, I
1: suppose I mean, you have a point
0: it's you know
2: toasted
1: so, and jelly those are for me go ahead Joe what do you got well, no, no. I, wait, what's one, one quick second. I still remember yeah. a post on the on the boards when those lyrics leaked before the album came out, and someone goes like, "If those are the lyrics, I'll eat my hat." <laughs> and I just remember we had had the fortunate, uh, the good fortune to hear it at that point. I said, well, "Get your mustard, here it comes," because <laughs> on paper they look so bad, <laughs> but they work with the song.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I think it was probably us kind of doing a review of the album in advance, and I think we mentioned, you know, some of that. And somebody said, "You guys didn't hear the album." Yeah. You know, like, that's right. If that's really it, I'll eat my hat. Like, All right. <laughs> Good Enjoy. luck with that. Um, I don't have. I don't actually. I have to think, and I don't. I don't have one on the top of my head. I just like the live versions, and I, I find myself listening to live versions before the studio versions on pretty much everything. So I'll have to. Um, I'll we'll have to think and maybe maybe when somebody asks this question again I'll uh, have one. How about um how about this one though? Wilson Claire um says um ads marching best tailgate beer, um breakfast beer for the morning or after camping. You guys have a beer that you guys use for uh for tailgating at all? Do You have a go-to or do you mix it up? I don't really have one to be honest with you. Mix it up.
1: Um breakfast beer, breakfast beer. Uh I can, you know, I I know I get Laughed at for it though. Any light beer though, like a Coors. I'll do Coors Light all day long, every day. But uh, it's not a beer. But we could do like a mimosa in the breakfast for breakfast.
0: Oh, I could have a Bloody Mary till the freaking cows come home.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I will say what's happening at a number of shows now is um, beer exchanges at the shows. You guys seen that too? A lot of people. I have not. Heard.
1: But why? How am I not part of this movement?
2: Oh, it's huge because I mean they got people coming from all over the U.S. to go to shows you know, say especially the big ones, Alpine Spac and those. And so they arrange just bringing beers um, from where everyone's from and they do beer exchanges. And I think um, I've, that's happened a couple of years now. It's getting bigger, I think. Um, uh, so, we yeah, will have to get into that, Matt. Do, do you guys know what a chalada is by chance? Uh, yeah, you
1: yeah you had one in the in the minivan when you picked me up from the airport five years is ago.
0: It, is that not the great – well, we weren't drinking and driving it was just i brought it to you just so yeah i know clear. <laughs> bloody, anybody... bloody
2: mary and beer mixed together it's garbage oh my god it's the greatest thing in the world it's, garbage. It's,
0: it's like the national drink of mexico and i feel like i'm the only person that's not a native spanish speaker that loves it
1: but... as far as i'm concerned chalada's illegally immigrated and i'm all for throwing them back out
0: oh i love oh. love them love them love them so bad Spe- Speaking of chiladas and not speaking of geladas, um, Josh uh, Martin drive in, or it could be Martin. Ha uh-huh, See what I did there. Um, at drive in, <laughs> dive in, drive out. At dive in, drive out. Ooh. Asks uh, hashtag ants podcast free dodo. How about free alligator as well? AP acoustic full band or not would be great. I think thoughts. Look, kids. Let's not get all tied up with these other hashtag crap, all right? Free
1: again, dodo. again, you've stay got with it. you got Focus. too many candidates, and Donald Trump ends up as your president. So let's exactly. coalesce behind a, a realistic winner.
0: Exactly, free dodo,
2: stay with it, free dodo, free dodo, free dodo. Free dodo. I like it. It took a long time in the podcast to get that out. so uh, oh, You knew it was coming. <laughs> it had to come at some point. Uh, Jason Lamar at NotasLame24 says, Ant Marching just wanted to say it was great seeing a face and hearing <laughs> some voices to put some names last night. Hashtag Ants Podcast. Matt, I guess that's your, your <laughs> lovely face.
1: <laughs> I see, I, I'm growing it out the best I can, too. Uh... You're welcome.
0: That's uh, tremendous. Uh, Rob, with uh, two stars before and after his name, at uh, Rob O'Brum asks at Ants Marching, the good, good time from Polaris, you mentioned 62404, needs to be heard. The lyrics were all about the rain, Ants podcast. They've done that a few times with uh, spe- uh, putting some lyrics in um, when it rains a-, a-, a few times. We talked about that last podcast as well. I don't know if there's anything else besides say goodbye that Dave has really specified the lyrics to, because Dave has done instead of cold outside or whatever, he's done warm outside, hot outside, um, stuff like that. I don't know outside. Can... Snow. Yeah. What I mean,
2: nice.
0: I see what you did there. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I don't know of any other song where he specifically tailored it to that. Well, outside of uh, dancing Nancy's lost somewhere in, you know, Broken.
2: i would hey rob i'm about you all about it you know i like it um getting that released i think it does need to be heard too um maybe we'll have to start a hashtag and um add to the that free dodo what do you think jake
0: oh my god will you stop with the freaking <laughs> hashtag focus <laughs> focus
1: <laughs> well, that that wraps up our questions for this week. Thank you, everyone, for um for for tweeting at us with the hashtag ants podcast. Again, if you've got questions for the upcoming episode uh, next weekend, by by all means, uh, hit us up on Twitter at ants marching with the ants podcast hashtag. Uh, a few things uh, before we go, a few things we want to remind you of. Um, first of all, uh, thanks for everyone with your patience. We've been going through a little bit of site maintenance over the last week or so. Uh, we're looking to make improvements to the site, performance, better features, better services, and to do that, we need to kind of improve the underpinnings of the of the site, the server, kind of uh, IT-level stuff, and that takes a little bit of maintenance uh, window. So we appreciate everybody's patience. Bear with us. There's a little bit coming still, but we're trying to make it as, uh, as impactless as possible, so thanks very much for that. Um, again, like I mentioned earlier on the podcast, we... Have a ton more reviews now on iTunes, but we we want more. So please, if you like this, if you like the show, go on iTunes and uh, review us. Give us some five stars. Give us some comments. If you don't like the show, email Jake at antsmarching.org. or
0: just or just keep it to yourself. Really, I mean, there's no need to tell anyone. It's just you know, so, some secrets shouldn't be shared.
1: So yeah, but to, to that point, thank you very much because um, because of your reviews, we are we are hitting we're record ratings on uh, on the iTunes store. So thank you again very much you guys have anything to say and by by the
0: way uh thanks since you mentioned email because we got that giant email from that guy um a week ago so thanks to whoever the hell that was and as i try to flip through my um oh pat column i believe was his name pat so pat we did get your email thank you very much for the feedback so see we do read emails still so if you do have um feedback you can let us know uh, obviously social media is a little easier for us to to get to an answer but we do try to answer your emails
2: so thank you very cool. all i all i gotta say is Worcester,
1: Worcester, like the sauce
2: Worcester.
1: <laughs> and one more shout out uh the sienna saints are currently beating the manhattan jaspers 48 to 40 in the quarterfinals of the mac tournament thank you very much on paris go for tipping me off to that um awesome result hopefully we'll see uh the saints win the tournament and get a uh somewhat automatic bid we'll see to the big dance but uh go sienna and joe knows because he'll be humming the fight song to himself tonight
2: so i, I fall asleep to it every
1: night in practice for that eventual performance the third performance absolutely not thanks everybody for listening this is episode 61 in the books uh saturday night we'll hope to have it up later tonight Uh, for our periscopers thanks again for following us thanks for watching the stream and as always everybody out there thanks for listening to the antsmarching.org podcast we'll be back next week see you around thanks for listening to the
0: antsmarching.org podcast Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest
3: DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats, and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB. For what is mine is yours, no better use is there for what I've got. take call you wrong.